welcome everybody to this evening's practice. Um, and a shout out for props just before we get going. You may well need a yoga strap for tonight's practice. Um, and a chunky block is always handy and maybe something to sit on. You may not need the block, but might be good to, to have it um, just in case you need it. So welcome to tonight's practice. And um, as you might have seen on my um, Facebook po uh, page at the beginning of the week, that our practice tonight is all about Shiva because on Monday it was one of the big Hindu festivals called Maha Shivatri. And that word Maha means great, and Shivatri, of course, is dedicated to Shiva. So it's the great night of Shiva. And there are lots of kind of myths around why that night ever came into being. And one of them suggests that it was the night, actually, that Shiva got married, that he formed a union with Shakti in the form of Parvati. But there are many other reasons why and myths surrounding the, the night of Shiva. But when we think of Shiva, Shiva's main job uh, as one of the Holy Trinity is as the destroyer. But it is said that on the night of Maha Shivatri, Shiva broke out into an ecstatic dance. And that dance was called the Ananda Tandava. And so the word Ananda means bliss. And so Shiva kind of broke out into this ecstatic dance of bliss. And it's said that when he did so, the whole world shook. And as he was dancing, his five acts, or his five superpowers, if you like, were revealed to him and the universe. And so those acts are creation, maintenance, destruction, concealment, and revealment. And when we see Shiva dancing, and if you did see my um, post, you'll have seen the image of Shiva, and often sometimes I bring one of my statues in, that shows Shiva in that dance of the Ananda Tandava. And he's usually balancing one on one leg in this way, and one leg comes up, one hand comes in and the other hand goes out. And he's actually balancing on a little dwarf and he's surrounded by a great ring of fire. And of course, as with all the myths, they're all metaphorical. So the little dwarf is representing our own ego mind. And Shiva dancing on top of the dwarf, pressing the ego mind down and pushing it down and out. And then surrounded by this fire, because Shiva is known as the destroyer. But when we think of destruction, with Shiva, it's not in a negative way. We are burning out all the dross in order for new pathways to emerge. And so what this kind of symbol is showing us is that Shiva is the one we turn to when our ego mind is running haywire and our paranoia is cycling all out of control. Then we offer our practice in this kind of ecstatic dance way to the power of Shiva, the transformer, because fire is the greatest transformer. So we, it burns away what is the old ways and allows this kind of new emergence to spring forth. And this is perfect timing, this dance of Shiva, because today is a new moon, the new moon in Pisces. New moon, new beginnings, new opportunities for new pathways to, to happen. But because it's a Piscean moon, Pisces, water element, water very much connected with our emotional realms, and a time when, when we get a big hit of this Piscean energy, 
we can start to feel a bit overwhelmed. Our little monkey mind spiraling out of control and becoming overly sensitive. So we might have those feelings of unworthiness, of not good enough and not enoughness. And then of course we start to think that and then we're creating all these fantasies and illusions and sometimes those can get stuck on repeat. So it's a perfect time for us tonight to honor Shiva, to burn away maybe what is happening with this new moon. And instead of getting stuck in the paranoia, we start to think, okay, how can I make changes happen for the greater good in my own life and my own health and well-being? And how can I make room for all of the changes and transformations that I've been inviting in as we've been setting intentions over the last few weeks? So a big dance party practice tonight. We did actually have the disco lights on, on Monday, um, for our dance party. But after 15 minutes, it was giving me a headache, I had to turn them off. Um, and then when the intermediate class came in, they insisted on putting them back on again. Um, but again, they only lasted for 15 minutes before everybody was getting a headache. So if you want the dance party lights on, we can do that. But it might only be for a short amount of time. So, our practice tonight, we're going to start sitting, and you should have a little chant sheet nearby you. Everybody's got one, right? Okay. So when you've got that, make yourself comfortable in any seated form. So I really recommend that you sit on a blanket or a block, and you wiggle to the edge so that your sitting bones can rest on the edge, your pelvis can slightly tilt forwards, and your lower back can draw in. And then as we check in that we have that natural curve, that our weight is even and steady. You can crisscross your legs or you can stretch your legs out front. And we're going to take our hands into a particular mudra tonight that is called the Shiva Linga Mudra. I am. So with the, <clears throat> the mudra, we're, I'm not going to mirror image you for this bit but we're gonna take our left hand into a little bowl. So just like a little cup with your left hand. And then your right hand is like a thumbs up sign. And then you rest your right hand in the cup of your left and let that gesture rest in front of the solar plexus, that place where your ribs start to merge. And this mudra is called the Shiva Lingam Mudra. And of course the Lingam is um, a phallic symbol that is very much associated with the divine masculine energy of Shiva. But also, you could say that this symbol is also symbolic of the union between Shiva and Shakti, because Shiva is also known as the steady ground of consciousness. So the left hand being the steady grounding force of Shiva, and then the right hand with the thumb pointing up could, could suggest that it is the rising energy of Shakti, the feminine energy. Because without the steady ground of Shiva underneath the creative force, there would be no container and the energy couldn't rise. So we all, of course, are made up of a mix of Shiva and Shakti, and we all need the steady ground of consciousness from which we rise. So let this symbol just rest there. Close your eyes, lift up your chin, and as your spine lengthens up to the sky, let your sitting bones and tail anchor down. Broaden and spread your collarbones. And as you close your eyes and move inwards, 
Take your inner gaze up towards your third eye centre in between your eyebrows. And as you rest into that dark space in your mind's eye, just asking yourself how you're feeling right now in this moment. Are you feeling some of the pull of that Piscean moon? Maybe a sense of being overwhelmed, maybe your mind is been stuck on a particularly particular fantasy or illusion that may not even ever happen. Maybe there's a few worries and feelings of anxiety lingering. Any of those feelings of unworthiness. Or you might feel crystal clear and bright and not particularly attached to any thought process in particular. And of course, there's no good or bad or right or wrong. You're just simply meeting yourself where you are in the moment. Notice how your breath is moving. Notice how your body is feeling in its physical form, where there's sensitivity or tenderness. And as you rest inwards, as we rest into our mind, we allow ourselves to offer the whole of ourselves, regardless of any of those thoughts, feelings or sensations to the dance of our practice in order that we may burn away and offer to the fire all of the illusions that cloud our clear vision. Because this moon is asking, are you ready for the changes, for the manifestations that you've been inviting in? Are you fully prepared? And if our mind is kind of caught up in all of those illusions and shadow veils, we often don't have that clarity to move forwards. So allowing this dance party of our practice to be an offering of our whole self into the fire so that we emerge renewed, reconnected to our own superpowers and ready to embrace this new moon energy moving forwards with clarity, enthusiasm and clear, steady vision. As you next breathe in, please bring your hands to your heart. And as you breathe out, let your left fingertips touch the ground alongside of you, remembering the steady ground beneath you and within you. Breathing in, bringing both hands to the heart. And as you breathe out, let your right hand reach up skywards remembering Shiva as the sky of consciousness. Breathing in, both hands to the heart. Breathing out, left fingers to the ground, remembering the stability right there in the base of you. Breathing in, bringing the hands to the heart. Breathing out, right fingers reach to the sky, and we remember the vast potential around us and within us. Breathing in, bringing hands to the heart. Breathing out, last time, left hand to the ground. Shiva as the steady ground of our whole being. Breathing in, hands to the heart. Breathing out, rising from that steady ground to our highest truth and most authentic self. 
Breathe in, bringing both hands to the heart and resting the hands there. And this dance of bliss, the Ananda Tandava, is the union between the ground and the sky, between the steady ground of our heart and the vastness of our mind. The entire dance taking place in the intensity of the ring of fire. And as we prepare for that dance, we'll start to evoke the qualities of Shiva through this invocation that is written onto your sheet. So if this is totally new for you, then don't worry about it. We're going to do call and response. If you feel overwhelmed or chanting is just new to you, it doesn't make you feel comfortable, that's okay. Just be bathed in the vibration of mine and others' voices. So we'll do one line call and response. Om Namah Shivaya Guraye. Your turn. Om Namah Shivaya Guraye. Satchitananda Mortaye. Satchitananda Mortaye. Nish Prapanchaya Shantaya. Nishrapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Niralambaya Tejase One more call and response. Om Namah Shivaya Guraye Satchitananda Mortaye Satchitananda Mortaye Nish Prapanchaya Shantaya Nish Prapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase times all together. Om Namah Shivaya Guraye Satchitananda Murtaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya
as we hold that invocation and the vibration of those words in our heart, may we each offer ourselves to our own one true teacher that resides within us and around us in the form of our consciousness, in the form of peace and the vital essence of illumination, illuminating every part of our being so that we can rest in our truth, walk steady in our clarity, in our own unique gift of our authenticity. And may Shiva be our guide on this dance party journey. As you next breathe in, sweep the arms wide around and up. And as you breathe out, bring the hands down the midline in a little prayer, tapping the thumbs to the third eye. May we have clear vision to the throat. May we have clear communication with our own heart teacher. And as we rest into our heart, may this practice bring full clarity and illumination to our own true self. And as we bow in, please blink open your eyes, release your hands, and let's bring ourselves all the way over onto all fours. Do pad your knees if you need to, and have your knees hips distance apart, underneath the hips. The ankles and feet hips distance with your toes tucked under, giving a little stretch to the fascia of the feet. The heels of the hands just slightly forwards of the shoulders, middle fingers pointing ahead. And thinking about what we were working with last week, how we were working with the dance between strength and flexibility. So as we look at our hands, making sure that we're using our hands strongly into the ground. The tiger paws, the ends of the fingers and the knuckles, grabbing the earth, drawing it upwards into the heart of the palm. The eyes of the elbows turning towards each other not, so they're not overly rotating beyond the angle of your thumb. Hug the forearms in, draw the triceps back towards your waistline and lengthen the space between your waist and the crown of your head. Please breathe in, send the heart forwards, lift the sit bones up, back and wide. And as you breathe out, round the spine just like a cat. Breathing in, let the river of your breath carry the heart forwards, the groins back. Breathing out and rounding. Going at your own pace, sinking this movement to the rhythm of your breath. And finding space all the way around the heart fire. As you next breathe in and come forward with the heart space, Lower your heart, your chest and chin between your thumbs. Get some tone in your belly, draw the two hip points together, lift the heads of the arm bones away from the floor and slither through onto your belly. Bring your chin or third eye down to the ground. I'm lifting my head so you can hear me, but you keep your chin down. Stretch your tippy toes back and activate your legs. So hug the inner ankles in, Stretch the toes 
back wall. Press the tops of the feet down and spread your baby toes wide and down. As you breathe in, start to sway a little side to side. Maybe lifting up a little higher, swaying your way up to an easy cobra, like a snake coming out of the basket, keeping your legs super strong and anchored. Now let your breath be easy as you weave your way all the way back down to the ground once again. Press all the way up back to all fours. And thinking back to what we were working with last week, if you know that you have tighter hamstrings, you're going to take your knees and feet as wide as your mat now. So you're, you're giving a little bit more slack to your hamstrings. If you are a little more flexy in your hamstrings, you're going to keep your knees where they are. Please tuck underneath your toes and lift your knees away from the ground into an easy downward facing dog. Everyone looking at your feet, checking that your heels are reaching straight back and down towards the ground so that you're not on the balls of your feet. Spread out your toes like you're going to try and lift them away from the ground and reach from your big toe to your outer heels. My friends who have sensitive or tighter hamstrings, give a little bend to your knees and lift your sit bones up high to the sky. Let your head relax down. So you're like an upside down V shape. Take a breath in there. And then as you breathe out, lower your knees. Actually, actually let's not do that. Let's rise up onto the balls of the feet and walk the feet forwards towards the hands. Get our legs warmer in a slightly different way, I think. Bend your knees, bring the heart forwards, take the arms wide, breathe in all the way around and up to Vessel Mudra. If the shoulders are a little sensitive, just take the arms wider so that you're like a little Y shape at the top. Otherwise, palms are together. Hug the legs to the midline. And as we lift our toes, root down through the four corners of your feet. Lower your toes down without gripping the ground and bring your shins forwards and the top of your thigh bones root back so we don't we avoid locking out our legs. Hug to the midline as you knit your floating ribs down, reach up, up, up to the sky, getting clear, steady ground underneath you and finding that same steadiness within you. Bringing your hands down in Shiva Linga Mudra, the left hand like a bowl. The right thumb pointing up, and I'll mirror image you with this mudra. Although for some reason, I do find this difficult to mirror image. So excuse me if it, if it doesn't end up being mirror image. As you breathe in, let's take the um, crown of the head up to the sky. And as you breathe out, bend your knees into a modified chair pose. So let your knees track forwards towards your toes, not kind of hugging into the midline. Even out the weight on your feet. Breathe in, circle the arms around and up, straighten the legs, reach tall, vessel mudra. Breathe out, bend the knees, Shiva Lingam mudra, down at the solar plexus as we hover in a modified chair. And with the wave of your breath now, pulsing between those two, breathing in, 
Vessel Mudra. Breathing out, Utkatasana with Shiva Lingam Mudra. Breathe in, rising. Breathe out, finding your steady seat. And as we do this, of course, Utkatasana, chair pose, is sometimes called fierce pose instead because it's not usually too long before we can feel a little bit of fire into the quads and the front of the thighs. So building a little bit of intensity, a little bit of fire into your practice. Remember, we're dancing the Ananda Tandava in that ring of intensity and fire. We're gonna start to add on to this now. So next time you come down into your chair with Shiva Lingam Mudra, lift your left knee up to your chest. Ground it, Vessel Mudra, breathing in. Breathe out, Chair Pose, lift the right knee to Vessel Mudra, uh, to Shiva Lingam Mudra. Breathe in and breathe out. Keep that pulse going. So it's like a Chair Pose, only on one leg. And you can make this slow and steady if you're feeling a bit wobbly or vulnerable tonight. You can pick up the pace and start to generate a little more heat in your center. Our arms are like the ring of fire as Shiva dances the Ananda Tandava. Couple more rounds. And last round. Hug to the midline, stand tall in the flames. The whole of your being like a bright burning flame, ready to meet the intensity of the fire of your practice, burn away any of the lingering thoughts, any of the old patterns and habits, we offer them into the fire. Turn the palms to the sides of the room. Bring the arms down to shoulder height. Look to the outsides and check that your wrists are at shoulder height. We don't want the arms higher. If we've got a shoulder injury, we can drop the arms lower, okay? As you hold here, just begin to circle the fingers. Find the steady ground through the four corners of your feet. Activate your legs, shins forwards, thighs back, hugging muscles to bone. Find neutral in your pelvis, tail and pubis drawing towards each other. Lower your front ribs down, lift your back ribs up and look straight ahead at the horizon. Clear, steady gaze, but a softness so there's no hard edges around the eyes or the jawline. And as we do this on paper, this looks like it should be relatively simple. But we may already be feeling the fire in the biceps and triceps. So of course, if there is pain for you, please give yourself a breather, lower your arms down lower. If it's just that your little voice in your head is talking to you like, I need to stop this, I need to quit. If it's just a bit challenging, can you stay in the intensity of the fire? with clear vision, 
notice those signs in your own self that when you have a little bit of intensity are probably your go-tos. Does your mind wander off and think about what you might have to eat when you get in tonight? Maybe you've still got things left to do in your to-do list. Maybe you drop your chin. Maybe you slump in your legs. Maybe you lose the connection to the earth through the soles of the feet. Maybe your breath becomes a little bit erratic or unsteady. Can you find a way of accepting the intensity and being okay in it? Knowing this nothing lasts forever. So we've got another 20 seconds. So can you find steady ground even in the dance of the fire? Last 10. Maybe feeling that little bit of a burn, and that's okay. We survived it. We're good. Take an in breath, and then as you breathe out, let the arms relax down by your sides. Shiva, in his uh, traditional form, is standing on one leg. So let's bend both knees the traditional form of the Nataraj dancing in the fire. The name of Shiva as he dances the Ananda Tandava. Bring up your right leg, turn the heel in and the knee slightly out, flex the ankle. Bring the right arm in and the left arm out. And it's said that Shiva in his left hand holds the flame of transformation. And as we switch it around to the other side, said that in his right hand, he holds a danaru, a, a double-ended drum that gives us the beat of creation. As we breathe in, come back to Vessel Mudra. As you breathe out, hinge and fold from the hips and walk back to either downward facing dog, that upside down beat, or you can come down to all fours. I know there's a few wrist issues going on tonight. So all fours is just another option too, and maybe like on your knuckles with your thumbs pointing forward. As you breathe in, take your right leg up to the sky and open it out into lamppost dog. So turn the right knee open, flex the right ankle and kick it towards your left sitting bone. Lift up your left armpit, steer your left hip back. Sweep the right knee underneath you to your left elbow and then sweep it wide to the right, up and around. And doing that twice more. So hip circles, stirring the thigh bone into the hip socket, creating space in the churning of the cosmos in the hips. And then changing direction, going the opposite way around three times. And after that third cycle, ground your right foot. Take left leg to the sky. Take it over into lamppost arm. And then sweep the knee underneath you towards your right elbow. Sweep it wide towards the car park, up and around. And 
creating two more cycles with that circle on your left side. Maybe it feels more spacious, more clear than the other side. Maybe there's no difference. After three, one way, let's change the direction. Turn the waters of the pelvis in the opposite direction. And when three on that way are done, ground the left foot back into downward facing dog. Inhale, come forwards into the top of a push-up. And as you lower, lower your knees, chest and chin, just like we did before. Find tone in your belly. Lift the heads of your arm bones, upper arm bones away from the ground. Then slither all the way through onto your tummy. Point your tippy toes back. Activate your legs. Check that your fingertips are not higher than your shoulders. Slide your hands down so the heels of the hands are about nipple height. The hands can be wider, but you just don't want them forwards. Lift the heads of the arm bones up away from the ground. Keep your head down for now. And as you activate your legs, widen your baby toes, hug your inner ankles in, and then lengthen the space between your waist and your shoulders. As you breathe in, rise into an easy cobra and notice how that feels, keeping your legs activated. And then as you exhale, lower all the way down, back to your belly. Press up to all fours, tuck your toes under and back to downward facing dog. Please take your right leg up to the sky. Open it out in lamppost dog, and then step your right foot forwards between your hands. Help it out a little bit if it doesn't shoot all the way. Lower your back knee down to the ground. Squeeze back knee and front heel towards each other for some stability. Bring the arms all the way around and up to the sky. Take the arms down in front of you, like you're holding a little serving platter with your elbows near to your sides. Take your arms a little bit wider, forearms wider, so it's a larger serving platter. Broaden and spread your collar bones and feel like you're stretching your upper arm bones out to the sides of the room. As you knit your front ribs down, uplift the back ribs and uplift the heart, curling the heart to the sky. Take the sides of the throat back. Take the gaze slightly up to where the wall and ceiling meet. If you're steady, sweep the arms out to the sides and up alongside your ears. Palms stay shoulder width apart, thumbs point to the back wall. Take a breath in, and as you breathe out, bring your left elbow across towards your right knee. It can rest on the top or it can rest on the outside. Make a little fist with your left hand. Press your right hand down on the top and flare the elbows away from each other. Hug your right hip in, back and down. Twist from your navel towards the right. Lengthen through the crown of the head. If it's available to you, you can tuck your back toes under and lift your back leg up, stretching the heel straight back towards the back wall. Take a breath in, keep the back leg strong, lifting the front of the left thigh up. And then as you exhale, take your hands back down to the ground and step back into downward facing dog. 
As you inhale, please take left leg to the sky. Open it out on the exhale to lamppost dog. Avoid collapsing in the right armpit. Keep that armpit lifting up high. And then step your foot through between the hands. Take your time. Make sure your ankle is underneath your knee or just slightly forwards up. Back knee lowers down. Squeeze back knee and front heel together for a bit of muscular stability. Sweep the arms around and up. And then bring the arms down, holding your little serving platter with elbows alongside the waist. Take the forearms a bit wider, holding a bigger platter. And then take the heads of your upper arm bones back and widen your upper arm bones to the sides of the room. Knit your front ribs down. Lift your back ribs up and start to uplift the heart, turning the heart skywards. Take the sides of the throat back, relax your jaw, use your eyes rather than tipping your head back so the back of the neck feels clear. If you're steady, take the arms around and up to the sky, pointing the thumbs to the back wall. Take a breath in, root down and rise up. And as you next breathe out, turn it into a twist. Right elbow to left knee. Make a little fist with your right hand. Press your left hand down and use that leverage, the hand and the fist and the elbow and the knee, pressing into each other to help you to turn from your belly button towards the left, towards the car park. Lean back and lengthen through the crown of the head. Take an in-breath and lift up the back leg if that is part of your practice. Stay in the twist. Keep your right leg super strong. Lift the front of the thigh up, up, up as you lean back. And then as you next exhale, please ground your hands down to the floor and step back into downward facing dog. As you inhale, Come forwards to the top of a push-up. And as you exhale, lower all the way down onto your belly. Bring your third eye down on the ground. Stretch your hands back alongside your hips or your thighs. It will depend proportionally where, how long your torso is and how long your arms are. Put your hands are down by your sides. Palms are facing down on the floor, so your thumbs are turning out to the edges of your mat. Activate your legs in the same way that we did before. Point your toes back to the back wall. Press the tops of your feet down and spread your baby toes wide as you hug the inner ankles together. Think about the length from your tiptoes to the crown of your head. As you press your hands down, lift your shoulders, the upper arm bones away from the floor. Keep your head down on the ground. As you next breathe in, lift just your right leg and then lift your heart and your head. Right leg and heart and head. And exhale and lower. Alternating sides. Ground the right leg, lift the left leg, the heart and the head. And lower all the way down. Keep going, alternating sides. Couple more to each side. As the head lifts, Try to avoid moving your chin forwards. Keep the clearance in the back of the neck. So the whole cylinder of the neck is kind of wrinkle and crunch free. 
behind, you've lifted your left leg. Lower all the way down. And interlace the hands around the back of you. So the thumbs rest onto the sacrum as the hands interlace. The elbows are gonna point up to the sky. Hug the inner elbows towards each other. And again, get long through your tippy toes. Keep your legs super active. As you hug the legs to the midline, breathe in, lift both legs, lift the heart and the head, stretch your knuckles towards your heels. Great. Take another in-breath there, and exhale and lower down. Let's change the grip through the hands, change the interlace so you've got the more awkward way through your hands. The other index finger closer to your thumbs. Lift the elbows, point them up slightly towards the sky. And as you hug to the midline, get long. Breathe in, lift everything up, staying there as you breathe out. And then just dipping your left ear and shoulder towards the ground. Shiva in his form of Nataraj wears earrings. So we're dipping a left earring to the ground. Inhale, come back the center and dip the right side down, the side of wisdom, the left side, the left side of divine love. Inhale, come up to the center and exhale, lower all the way down. Great. Take your hands alongside your chest. Back to the original cobra form. Bend your knees. You want to front your feet, so they're not pointed and they're not flexed. They're somewhere in between, so the feet are alive and away. Lift the heads of the arm bones. As you breathe in, lift the heart. The weight is coming into the knees. Maybe the pelvis lifts up a little bit. Take an in-breath. And as you exhale, lower all the way down. Wonderful. As you press into the ground again, <clears throat> tuck your toes under, press up to all fours, and back to an easy downward facing jog. So the feet can go wider, remember, if we want to give the hamstrings a little bit of slack. As you soften your knees just ever so slightly, lift the sit bones up high, get the lower back to draw in. Find some tone in your belly, drawing the two hip points together. Please rise onto the balls of your feet and walk your feet forwards towards your hands or hands towards feet, whatever is easier for you. And then as you meet, Make sure your feet are hip distance apart or a little bit wider if we've got tighter hamstrings. Second toes are pointing straight forwards. Second toes are lined up with that little groove in between the two front ankle bones. Keep your knees a little bit soft and walk your right hand to the outside of your right ankle so the fingertips are pressing on the floor. Your left hand goes to the outside of your right shin somewhere in between your ankle and your knee. Anywhere is good. Press hand and shin into each other. Stretch the heart forwards to the front right corner of your mat. Flare the elbows away from each other and drape yourself over the outer seam of your right leg. Let your leg, your head relax 
and keep your awareness of what's happening in your legs. Has the knee, one knee locked out? Is the weight even in the feet? Thinking about all of those things we were creating in our practice last week. Let's swing like a little pendulum to the other side. Left hand to the outside of left ankle, right hand to outer left shin. Press hand and shin into each other. Stretch the heart forwards to front left corner. Flare the elbows away from each other as you fold and hinge from the hips and drape down the outer seam of the left. Lift the shoulders up in the back, away from the ears. Let your jawline be soft. Returning back to the midline, back to the center. Root down through the soles of the feet. Heart forwards, breathe in, circle the arms all the way around and up to the sky. Vessel Mudra once more. Breathing out, Shiva Lingam Mudra coming down in front of the solar plexus. Release the hands to the hips if you're not at the top of your mat. Please bring yourself forwards to the top of your mat. Imagine that you're on train, tra train tracks now with your feet. Hands can go to the hips. Let's take the left leg and slide it straight back, staying on the ball of that foot. So if the heel swivels in and down, your pelvis is gonna turn to the left. So remember that your back foot and your leg act like a little rudder for your pelvis. So try to stay on the ball of the foot. The back heel is off the ground. So a good leg's length between your feet. Bend your front knee. Make sure the knee doesn't overshoot the ankle. Then squeeze the feet together. Get a little bit of muscular action to hold us steady. Lift up your left thigh away from the ground as you sit down into your right sitting bone. The pelvis is even and balanced. As you sweep the arms around and up, breathe in. As you breathe out, the arms come down in front like we're holding our little platter again. Take a wider platter with the forearms. Heads of arm bones draw back. Knit the front ribs down as the back ribs lift up and then curl back with the heart uplifting, taking the gaze slightly up, using your eyes more so than your head. Sweep the arms alongside the ears if you're steady. Thumbs point to the back wall. So a form of warrior pose, and of course Shiva, the greatest warrior. Standing steady in our truth, in our light. Take a breath in. As you breathe out, bring the hands down to your hips and slide your left foot forward. Keep the feet on the tram lines. Let's go to the other side. Slide the right leg straight back. Stay on the ball of that foot and a good leg's length between your feet. If you're too short, you kind of haven't got anywhere to go because your front knee is going to overshoot your ankle and that isn't great for stabilizing the knee. So make sure you're quite long. Squeeze your feet together, get a bit of muscle hugging the bone. And then as you bend your front knee, make sure your armpits are over hips. Knit front ribs down, sweep the arms around and up. And then bring them forwards and down. Take hold of the wide platter. Take the heads of the upper arm bones back. Broaden your collarbone. Curl the heart up to the sky as you lift your back ribs up. Take the gaze up slightly, the back of the throat goes back a little bit. 
If you're steady, take your arms up. So standing in a fairly precarious position in the fire and holding steady to your truth. Take a breath in and as you breathe out, release your hands down, slide your legs back to Tadasana. Take the arms down by your sides, palms kind of facing forward. Bit similar to what we were doing on our belly, but standing now. So ground down the weight into your left foot. And as you breathe in, take the right leg back, lift the heart up, the arms go back. Breathe out, chair pose, the hands to the heart. Breathe in, take the left leg back, open the arms, lift the heart up, up, up. And breathe out, sit down into your center. Breathe in, uplifting from the heart. Breathe out, drawing down. Breathe in, uplift. Breathe out, sit into it. Once more each side, breathing in. And out. Great, and last one, taking the right leg back so we're even amount of reps on both sides. And back to the center. Holding steady in Tadasana. So find the four corners of your feet. Bring your left hand to your left hip. Left shin forwards, top of left thigh back. Reach back to find your right ankle. Hug the legs to the midline. If you need to use your strap to find your ankle, do. If you need to use some wall space for stability, then take that. Bring your tail and pubic bone towards each other. Take the top of your right thigh back. Eyes steady on a point and the left arm alongside the left ear. Root down and reach up, up, up. Dropping the right knee down as you lift the right side waist. Take a breath in. As you breathe out, releasing this form of Nataraj. Let's come to the other side. Right hand to right hip. Ground through your right foot. Make your right leg strong. Kick your left heel back. And find your left ankle or your trouser leg is great. Hug the knees and the thighs to the midline. Drop the point of your left knee down as you bring your tail and pubic towards each other. Lift up the sides of the waist evenly. Think about that curling action through the chest. The heads of the upper arm bones go back, the heart uplifts, and then maybe the right hand reaches skywards. Clear, steady focus. Standing in your truth, in the fire. With clarity and steady ease. Release that form and come into the top of your mat in Tadasana. Breathe in, circle the arms around and breathe out, hinge and fold from the hips. Walk back into the top of a push-up. And lower all the way down onto your belly. As you come onto your belly, keep your legs super strong, hands alongside the chest as you breathe in, rise into an easy cobra. 
as you breathe out, lower all the way down and back to downward facing dog. Take right leg up to the sky and exhale into lamp pose dog. Step your right foot forwards between your hands. Round your back heel down, heel arch alignment with a good leg's length between your feet. Lead with your left hand coming all the way up and over into Virabhadrasana 2. Warrior 2. Squeezing the feet together, remember if we're needing more stability, or remember our work last week, how we were spreading the feet but still engaging muscles to bones. As you breathe in, reverse warrior, lead to the back of your mat, look to the back of your mat, keep your front knee moving open towards the baby toe side of the foot. Take a breath in and as you breathe out, right forearm to right thigh, left arm alongside the ear into side angle, Parsvakonasana. Make sure your feet are hugging towards each other for extra stability. Make your back leg stronger and longer and be crystal clear with your top arm. And then turn your bottom ribs towards me, towards the windows, towards your left. And roll your top shoulder and ribs back. As you breathe in, reverse warrior once more, flowing to the back of your mat. Press into your right big toe and start to straighten your right leg. Hinge at your right hip into triangle pose. Squeezing the legs together, reaching up with the top arm and extending both sides of the waistline evenly and equally. Bend the front knee, breathe in and reverse warrior. Breathe out and cartwheel the hands down. Downward facing dog. <laughs> Left leg lifts to the sky. Step it. I'm oh, sorry, lamp post dog. We really missed that. And then step it through to be back. Get yourself steady on your feet. Lead with your right hand. Coming up and over into Virabhadrasana 2. Brilliant. Activate your feet. And as you bend your front knee, make sure your front knee is tracking towards your second toe. As you breathe in, reverse warrior, lean back, look back, press your hand and leg into each other. Breathe out, forearm to thigh, and the right side body long. Make your right leg stronger 
step back into the top of a push-up plank position. Lower all the way down onto your belly. Activate your legs. Hug to the midline, put your tippy toes back. Place the hands onto the back of your head. Like you would do if you were, gonna, if you were on your back and you were going to do an old-fashioned scissor. Squeeze your elbows out to the side and press your head and hands into each other. Keep your head down on the floor for a moment. Activate your legs. Then as you next breathe in, get long. And then lift your legs, your head and your chest. But keep your head and hands pressing into each other. You may not lift very much and that's okay. Lower all the way down. It's more about the length than the lift there. So we're strengthening the back muscles. So hug to the midline, resist head and hands. Breathe in, lift everything up, keeping that resistance. Breathe out and lower. And again, breathing in, lifting everything up. Breathing out and lower. Really great, everybody. Let's release the hands down. And we're going to bring ourselves forward onto four arms. Elbows underneath the shoulders, palms pressing together like a little prayer. Tuck your toes under, press your forearms down, and broaden and spread your collarbones. So it's actively pressing the arms wide, the upper arm bones wide. Find some tone in your belly, look down. So draw the two hip points together and lift the hips up off the ground. <laughs> look down at your thumbs, but don't drop your chin to your chest. Move the crown of your head forwards, reach your tail back and your heels back. Breathe easily and a little soft smile on your face when you go amiss. <laughs> <laughs> Take another breath in, and as you exhale, lower back down, keep your toes tucked, move the heart forwards. Now, we're either going to repeat just that, or we're going to get there and do 10 Kapala Bharti, okay? So, if you're not sure what I'm asking you to do, it's this. 10 times, okay? The choice is yours. Depends how much fire you want. Depends how much you drush you've got to burn away as well. So yeah, if you've got loads, go for the Kabbalah party. Press the forearms down. Tuck your toes. Find the tone in the tummy. And of course, if this is too much, you could just be here engaging everything. That's just perfectly great on its own. Otherwise, lift. Stay there and just breathe or tend Kabbalah party. And lower when you're done. Great. Well done. Third eye to the ground. Hands back alongside the chest. Activate your legs. Point your tippy toes back. Inhale and rise into an easy cobra. Wonderful. And then as you exhale, back to downward facing dog. So ground down through your hands and your tiger paws now. Take your right leg to the sky. Step your right foot halfway up your mat and out to the right. So out to the side of your mat. So make sure your leg isn't straight 
And then as you look at their feet, have their feet hips distance apart. So hips are where the sitting bones are in your bottom. We want the heels level with that. So ideally not wider than that. Okay, so you can adjust their legs, bring them in a bit. And often you've got one leg that does its own thing and goes out of this. It's always that left leg, always goes one move to So make sure they're on the midline. Then look after your own back assistant. So either squat or make sure like you're doing a good like sumo squat. And you're going to take your hands onto the backs of your friends' ankles or heels. And lightly press down, but pull them towards you. Great, so lightly down and towards you. Great, friends on their belly, keep your head down. <laughs> so as your friend has got hold of your ankles now, activate your feet. So spread your baby toes out. Great, and feel like you're hugging your ankles into the midline. Keep that. Your friend is gonna let go of your ankles now. And we are going to walk up our, uh, over our friend's hips, there or thereabouts, and do a little sumo squat. So heels in, toes out, and sit down. It's almost like goddess stance. Take your hands around your friend's shoulders. So uh, if I was doing it on Andrea, I'd be like that, with my hands kind of cupping, cupping the shoulders. So you're not pulling them up. You are not pulling them up. You're just supporting them. So as you lean in, you're going to try and scoop their elbows in with your forearms. Okay. Yeah, just Julie's going to grade them over right here. Great, just as Julie's doing right here. So as you press down into your feet, people on your belly, activate your legs in that same way, long and strong. Take a breath in and start to cool off and your friend is going to support you. Friend is going to support you. That's it. Okay. Press assistance. Lean back. Press 
your weight in down, let your, them have your full weight and lean back and they're going to come up off the ground, cobra style. And they'll tell you if they want more. Some of us are very more flexible, we really have to work hard as this. And then lower all the way down gently. Don't let them just pin down. And there, the sisters can step up. Friends on your belly, take one forearm under, on top of each other, or one hand on top of each other, underneath your forehead. Lift your shins up, and windshield wiper your legs a little bit. Great, that's it. Great, keep your head down though, so there's no tension in your neck. Wonderful. Then take your time if you're on your belly and come back to an easy child's pose or downward dog depending on where you're at with your wrists. Take your time. <laughs> and for your down dog, I really suggest you bend your knees here. Just sit bones up higher. Great. And then let's switch around. Yes, wrist and forearm will not hold 
Screen wiper to the side. Good. And then when everything feels a little bit um, more grounded again, you can come back to child's pose or downward facing dog. And then if you're not on your own mat, you can make your way there. Yeah, say thank you to your friend, that's very polite, thank you. <laughs> okay, great. So here we are at our peak pose of the evening. So we are going to come into Natarajasana, which is the cosmic dancer, the form of Shiva in the Ananda Tandava. And so it's, it's a balancing backbend, if you like. So that's why we've just done all of that kind of opening stuff. And we did one of the forms of this pose earlier on. Remember when we were doing that? That is kind of the, the basic form. So we are going to come back to that. Now some of us might want to stick right there. Some of us might go off and use some wall space for that. Some of us, can just borrow your strap for a second? Some of us might choose to use a yoga strap. And uh, we're going to make a little loop. So if you are decide, you can go back to the, especially if you've got knee issues or any lower back issues, that first form is just great, teaches you so much about strength and steadiness. So please do revisit that if that's better for you. If you're wanting to add the back bend component, you are going to take a yoga strap and root it around one of your ankles. And then we take the strap over the shoulder and we climb up without taking your hair with you. <laughs> and then you're going up, 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 and kicking the foot and the strap into each other. So we are not going down, okay? Because guess what happens if you go down? Straight down. So think about all those things we've been doing already, that opening of the heart and curling up and going up towards the light, okay? So let's have a little dance with this. If you want to take some wall space, if you're doing the, the first version, then feel free to go ahead and do that. You're gonna make a loop with your strap otherwise if you are in the center of the room. Great. Julie, if you're using the wall, stand facing one and have your hand. Let's say you're holding, you're gonna use your left hand, so your left hand on and then and then as you take your right Great. So we're going to have the strap around the right leg first. We're going to use our left leg as our standing leg. And then we are going to kick back the right foot, take the strap over your right shoulder, both hands to your strap, and hug your elbows in and move your shoulder blades down. Climb your hands along, kick your foot and leg into each other, and go up, up, up. Remember that sense of curling up, the front ribs knit down as the back ribs lift up and we go up. 
can we? It doesn't matter if there's a little wavering because remember this is a dance party. It's okay. So can we find a steadiness in our breath? Steadiness in the focus. And try to keep the right knee from going out right. Keep the knee pointing kind of straight down. And then when you've had a little play on one side, let's take it to the other side and there's no rush. Take your time. And sometimes we can be super steady on one side, next side, maybe not so much. So no expectation, take your time. Think of all of the things that we've done in terms of creating strength and stability in our feet and legs last week. And all of those things we've done to create space around the heart in our practice this week. And we keep the ribs, the front ribs down, but lift the heart and broaden the collarbones. Keep the elbows pointing forwards and hugging to the midline. And then the points of the elbows go up. Go back to your mat if you were using some wall space. And let's come back to that easy twist. So take your feet as wide as your mat now. We're gonna go wider. We're gonna do that standing twist that we did earlier. So bend your knees a little bit, sweep the arms. Hinge and fold from the hips. Left hand to outer right shin. Right hand just outside right ankle. Press hand and shin into each other. Stretch the heart forwards to the right front corner and elbows flare away and then drape yourself over your left. So an easy twist after the heart opening back bend practice tonight. And then let's take it over to the other side. you come to the midline. Walk your feet back or your hands forwards through an easy down dog. Have a little pedal through your feet if you like. And please lower your knees down to the ground. Rock your hips off to one side. Come lie down onto your back. your knees bent when you get there. Check in that you have a natural curve in your lower back, a natural curve in the back of your neck. Bring your right knee towards your chest and hold on to the thigh bone rather than the shin bone. You could always use your strap too around your thigh. Press the thigh forwards away from your belly so you've still got that natural curve in your lower back. If you can maintain that curve and extend your left leg out long, then go ahead, but activate your left leg. Dig the heel down into the ground and point the toes up to the sky. Press the top of your left thigh bone down. Start to extend the right leg towards the sky. It doesn't have to look straight. A few little ankle circles there. Nice, slow, mindful movement. And then the opposite way around. 
bend. Actually, actually, keep the legs straight for a second. Climb your hands up the leg. Now, if we've got a sensitive neck, we might choose to take the left hand behind the back of the head, like old-fashioned sit-up style. Take a breath in, and as you breathe out, curl your head and shoulders up. Press your navel into the mat as you curl up to kiss your right knee. Lower your head and shoulders down. Now, bend your right knee, take it into half happy baby pose. So that could be just knee going wide towards the armpit. It could be taking hold of the back of the shin or the baby toe side of the foot.
Right leg comes back to the sky. Let's bring the right leg also into happy baby four. Have a little sway side to side or stay stationary. Maybe move the knees up and down like little pistons or straighten one leg and then the other or both legs. Maybe hold the feet like you're holding a steering wheel and kind of swivel and massage down into the lower back. So whatever feels good for you. And then when you're ready, hug the knees into the chest. Tuck up into a tight little ball, bringing your nose up towards your knees, navel to the mat. Lower head and shoulders down. Bring the feet down to the floor. Step your feet as wide as the mat. Drop your knees in towards each other. Let your left hand rest on your heart and your right hand rests on to your belly. Ensure that your neck has a natural curve. Take a full breath in through your nostrils and a long breath out through your mouth. Allow yourself to laugh. Resting into the cremation ground of your practice. Shiva's very favorite place to hang out. Uh, is the cremation ground a place of total transformation a place where there is new emergence after the death and as we move towards Shavasana in our practice now the word Shavasana means the corpse pose every time at the end of every practice we move towards it it's an opportunity for transformation, to leave behind those old paradigms and patterns, all those veils of illusion that have clouded our hearts and our minds, so that we have time to replenish, renew, and as we re-emerge, we are reconnected to our own truth, our unique light, and our authenticity. Begin to slide your heels forwards to the front of your mat if that's appropriate for your lower back. Your hands can stay where they are. Or let your hands fall away. This mantra, Om Namah Shiva. As I offer it all to Shiva. He who is the destroyer. You is the transformer. So let your whole self rest into the cremation ground of transformation.
as you slowly begin to deepen your breath, avoid the urge to move immediately. Give yourself a few moments to feel, to listen inwards. And notice how you feel now in comparison to where you began. Maybe you've managed to lift and burn away some of those illusions that have clouded your mind, those preoccupations that have filled your mind with feelings of unworthiness. As you emerge now, renewed and reconnected to the steady ground of Shiva within your own mind and heart, the place where our truth and our authenticity resides. As you reconnect to that place, begin to re-emerge slowly, moving your fingers and toes, stretching your arms and legs, Letting your breath deepen slightly and taking a full body stretch or tucking into a tight little ball, whatever feels good in your body. Please, when you're ready, bring yourself back to sitting with the Shiva Lingam Mudra where we began, the left hand the steady ground of our consciousness, the right hand pointing upwards with the divine masculine current of Shiva. And especially in this new moon time, if we find ourselves getting caught up in the whirlpool of our mind, in all of those fantasies and illusions that probably will never happen, Come back to this mudra. Let it remind you of your own unique gifts, just as Shiva danced the Ananda Tandava and found his five clear actions. When we come back to this mudra, we too connect to our own superpowers, our own uniqueness, our own light, our own truth and authentic self. And as we rest in that steady ground, may we each rise in this new moon to move forwards with clarity, strength, resilience from a place of ease and steady ground. May the light in me honour and bless the light in you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, everybody. So this week, obviously, was all about the divine masculine energy with Shiva. Next week is all about the divine of that will continue into our classes next week.
And on Friday morning, I am um, going to be on my Facebook page, on the Blue Lotus with Jill Emerson page, for a, um, a guided meditation to celebrate women everywhere and the power of the Divine Feminine. So um, you can join me there at 10 o'clock on Friday. If you can't do that live, know that that's going to be there all day. So I really encourage you to do that. And of course, it does not matter um, our gender because we are all this beautiful union of Shiva and Shakti, of course, so we can all celebrate the Divine Feminine. Um, and um, yes, oh, and then the other thing I was going to say is that on Friday evening, I'm teaching a restorative class at IQ. It's 90 minutes, 6.30 till 8. A really lovely, leisurely practice, everything down on the ground. We're in poses for a while using lots of props. And then there's a 30-minute yoga nidra in that session too. So it's, yes, it's a beautiful way to celebrate the Divine Feminine for sure on Friday night. And there's just two spaces left. So if anybody uh, wants to join us for that, um, message me, let me know. But have a great week, everyone. And uh, I'll see you for Dancing with the Goddesses.